Dragon Bienvenidos, and welcome to another edition of Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. My name is Nathan Henenfent. I'll be your host for today, where our contestants will reveal and defend their top five disastrous chain restaurant meals. We'll be looking at meals that lack the convenience of fast food, but have all the same nutritional values. Our first connoisseur today is the main entity, Brian Ernst. Welcome, Brian. Hello, I am so sad I don't have any of these meals in front of me so that we can do a second episode about the aftermath of said meals. <laughs> and taking on Brian is Mitch Brinkman. Welcome to you, Mitch. Thank you. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, you know, today is like just gluttony day for me. So I, I've worn my shirt that's torn open. My chest is extra space. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, a big hat, which I like to party in. You guys know this, the Ascoda Yacht Club hat. Um, it's just north of Detroit uh, on the river. Well, it used to be. It's dead now. It's a dead yacht club. Um, so big hat <laughs> and uh, bigger cocktail here in my hand. So I'm ready to roll. Yep, whatever happens, the- whatever happens, I'm dealing with it. And I'll, and I'll be happy. So, mm. Like Detroit. Mm-hmm. If, if Mitch has the big hat on, you know you're in for a long evening. These meals, <laughs> yeah, and when you're done, uh, your stomach is... is Utterly bankrupt, just like the city of Detroit was very recently. So, oh, yeah. slam on Detroit. This is getting sad now. Fishers, <laughs> yes. All right. If this is your first foray into the den, or if you need a friendly reminder, let's wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stand-Out. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare-Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Of course, I'm entitled to a house rule. And at two points during the show, I will be presenting our contestants with a bonus question two times, two bonus questions about my own personal traumatic experiences in chain restaurants. Three points to anybody who provides a correct answer. And remember, you can join in on the fun. If you have a topic or Fast Five you would like covered on the show, head over to bizbear.biz. Send it our way. You might just hear it on a future episode. Don't forget to stick around to the end for my Fast Five, where I, Nathan Henenfent, will rattle off my definitive list of the top five secretaries of all time. Secretaries (laughs) of all time. Mitch, I got, you I won got my list. It's there. <laughs> Mitch, you won the pre-show root beer float chugging contest, so you can go first. Please, your number five. My number five is a classic uh, mash-em up of a, a, a quintessential American dish with quintessential American food lab engi- uh, engineering ingenuity. Say that, but <laughs> engineering ingenuity. So this is this is two types of foods. They're coming together. They're blasting together, literally. And it is Cheesecake Factory's Buffalo Blasts. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so basically, you've got, you know, Buffalo Wings is quintessentially American, uh, invented in Buffalo, New York at the Anchor Bar. A bunch of uh, businessmen were in late. They were drunk. They were hungry. The owner had just leftover chicken. He threw the, the bad parts in the fryer. Boom, Buffalo Wings. What Cheesecake Factory has done is they told their scientists in the food lab, guys, let's knock this shit out of the ballpark. We need a new appy. So what they did <laughs> is they took buffalo chicken, they mixed it, a little cheese in there and sauce, and they put it in breading. So it looks like sort of like a triangular, almost like a chicken tender. Only, of course, if you're, all your chicken tenders are triangular, don't eat them because that's like, you know, obviously overly processed. But what I like about this is... <laughs> It's, it's like, it's not just we're, we're making chicken O's, you know, or it's just ground up chicken parts in, in an O shape. This is a multiple flavors inside and you're, this is an incredible appetizer. Um, I can never say no to these when I'm at the Cheesecake Factory and everyone knows their portions are enormous, almost as large as their menu. And so even though my meal is going to be giant, 
and caloric and you know it because they they're chain and they're corporate they, they put all the calories right next to the dishes which is one of the worst ideas ever uh in food policy um you know well maybe help some people be more uh present about it but like just leave them off please um i'm always gonna have the buffalo blast before the meal no matter what this is one of the appetizers where like i'm gonna finish it i'm not leaving anything behind because as with most appetizers you're not they're not great reheated the next day like Nobody wants a cream cheese wonton the next day. No one wants an egg roll the next day. <laughs> and there won't be any buffalo blast the next day because I'm eating them all. So there it is, my number five. So, when Questions. was the last time you were at a uh, cheesecake factory? <laughs> well, of course, uh, you know, COVID. But um, it, the last time I was there was my birthday two years ago. My birthday is on New Year's Eve. And normally I don't really care to celebrate my birthday. Birthdays to me are like, yeah, you're alive another year. I'm sure I've said that n- numerous times on this podcast before. But Danny, uh, my wonderful girlfriend, um, was going through her roll top desk and she's like, oh my God, I just found this treasure trove of old Cheesecake Factory gift cards that I've got over the years that I've never used because who oh, willingly goes to Cheesecake Factory? So we had <laughs> stacks of, of, of cheese cash on us. We went down to the factory. I got Buffalo Blast. I got teriyaki beef. Uh, we got Mai Tais. It was a wonderful – and then tiramisu uh, to bring home as well. So uh, it, it set my which, birthday which off branch, right. Which branch was this that you were at? What, uh, Hancock. I almost said Water Tower. Hancock Tower. See, the, um, this, is, yeah. this is – that's what I wanted to get to. The, the, the Cheesecake yep. Factory in the Hancock Tower is famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very famous because it was the last meal – of Chris Farley was in that cheesecake factory. Really? And then he, and then he went up into his condominium in the Hancock floor. Center and uh, had a, a very dangerous and deadly evening. But yeah, he had his last meal in that particular branch of the cheesecake factory. So yeah, uh, yep. I don't know where I was going. Woo! Fun it, podcast. Yeah, it's it's not it's not exactly a lighthearted fact, but it is true. So yeah. it is inf- a fact. Infotainment, everybody. Infotainment. I, 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 Did you I take the factory what, tour, Mitch? Did you take the factory tour? I have never taken the factory tour. No, you're missing out. I know. I There's am. so much metal that goes into making cheesecake. You wouldn't believe it. Oh God! I, I and also at that one at the Hancock Tower. The the awning and the and the ceilings like all like brushed brass or something or pounded brass or smacked brass I don't know it's some kind of brass that's <laughs> shiny and it's got some nice shapes to it it's very beautiful. This um, is for for those who are listening from outside of Chicago. The Hancock yeah. Center is it's a one hundred story building. It's one of the tallest buildings in America up on North Michigan Avenue, and. I worked in that building for two years and I ate at that cheesecake factory zero times. And it is oh. one of the biggest regrets of my life. You I not even have. one slice of cheesecake. I couldn't even order pickup and taking it to my desk. You can I, go I, back. I failed. It's not like a it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I, I literally I hated that job so much. I would be like driving like it could be a Saturday afternoon and I'm driving along the expressway. And like I see the Hancock Center, this monolith, and I would just be like, "Oh God!" So like I, <laughs> I hate that building so much now, even though it has the best view in the city. Signature Lounge—that's the right yep. name, right? Yeah, that's true. On the the ninety fifth floor, head up there, have a cocktail, or you can go down to the basement of the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing that I love about these Buffalo Blasts is that they're spicy, <laughs> but not too spicy. <laughs> and I was gonna ask you about the spice level because I have a, a very tender palate, so I was curious about the buffalo ness. No, Brian, Brian, you can definitely get in on these. Next time we're there okay. together, we'll we'll split an order or, or we'll each get our own order. I'm not sure yet. But um, of course, <laughs> the, the, the breading is wonderful and it's a great way to start your meal. But of course, like when you're stuffing deep fried breading, spice, protein and and uh, dairy in your stomach, it doesn't always mix well with, with Mai Tais and, and teriyaki beef, but it is a great way to start. Uh, you are in heaven uh, until the the entree shows up. We a lot of mixture of, of deep fried and alcohol and dairy <laughs> today. So don't, yes. don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. That, well, is, and that is a with, given. That is a given. Yeah. With, with, with that in mind, let's move on to our next uh, deep fried dish. Uh, Brian, please. You're number five. It is deep fried. This is the number on my list that you can only get while you're on a road trip. Of course, I'm talking about the classic Cracker Barrel, the home of the golf tee peg game at your table. This is where you get your chicken fried chicken and a side of fried apples. 
I remember seeing the name of this dish the first time when I was a kid and being so confused about what is chicken fried chicken. It's it's chicken. It's deep fried chicken. <laughs> that, was, that was the spoiler. It's Sunday homestyle chicken, but it's topped with sawmill gravy, baby. And it's served with your choice of two or three country sides. And of course, those hand rolled buttermilk biscuits or corn muffins if you're feeling frisky. And guess what? They serve everything with real butter. Wow. Now, this meal right here with the chicken fried chicken and, of course, being covered in the country gravy. This is enough calories for a combined, like, Amish farmer and Olympic swimmer. Mm-hmm. This, this, you're, you're packing a lot before you get back on the road. That's such and, a like, great combination. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a cut co- like there's a conversation had at the table between everyone about should you or should you not get this dish? And everyone tells you no, but you get it anyway because you have to say you had the chicken fried chicken for stories like this in case you end up on a podcast. And then you're guaranteed to have to stop on that road trip again because there is no way you're getting to your destination without cracking some porcelain. This is really, (laughs) really, really not setting you up for success on the start of your road trip. But it's called chicken fried chicken. How American is that? <laughs> okay. Go what, ahead. What you just described sounds like me on a road trip when I was seven and my parents were like, we're stopping for gas, snacks and drinks, whatever. And I'd get like a two 32 ounce Gatorades. And they're like, Mitchell, you have a tiny bladder. You also went to bed every night. Are you sure you want to? Get that 32 ounce gator. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. I will be absolutely fine. I'm thirsty and I will chug this whole thing in 10 minutes. 25 minutes later, I'm asking them to stop. And my parents got so sick of it that I had to just recycle the Gatorade bottles. So I got it. Oh. Right? Yes. I, that was by my own choice. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a hero here. I'm gonna, I, I see a problem. I'm going to provide a solution. <laughs> and that's what I did. So how, how honorable. We made pretty good time. We made pretty good time. So. <laughs> did your dad is, at least give well, you a courtesy yeah. when a bump was coming up? <laughs> Every now and again. Every now and again. The, well, that uh, is the, the Midwestern dead dream. As long as we're For making sure. good time. Yeah, exactly. those are making good time. Exactly. And of course, it's the chicken fried chicken, but you cannot forget the fried apples, which is just basically apple pie without the crust in a little dish that they give you <laughs> along with every meal at Cracker Barrel. Are they crunchy or are they soft still? They're soft. They're soft. They're like they're, they're like like the peak dessert at a nursing home. Oh, that's <laughs> like, like, like that's what everybody would want to have as their dessert every night. But of course, they can't get fried apples every night. Yeah. And Esther and Hector are all pissed off in the corner because they're not getting it. But this is the kind of dessert that that is. Well, this, do, the, do, Cracker do, Barrel do is kind of nursing first home. And then douse them in sugar. No, you just put them in the oven just like you would just cover in brown sugar, butter and oh. apples. And you just bake that shit without a crust. Oh, okay. okay. So then it's 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 baked apples. It's not fried apples. That, they call it fried apples, oh, but it's just okay. baked apples. <laughs> he's, he's reading from the menu here. It's it's very nursing home like. There's two things about the Cracker Barrel that, that stick out to mind for me is the smell. They've yes. got that that wooden smell. They they really have gone all out because they got the big fireplaces. They got the wicker furniture. You can sit in a a rocking chair when you wait for your name to be called. I mean, that's that's a nice touch. And in every Cracker Barrel, they have an inordinately large gift shop, yes. which has only things that your grandmother, who is not alive anymore, would buy. Like, yeah, they're like frumpy sweatshirts with like a cherry tree on it, and it says like "Family is everything" or like it's, it's and a display of long stick hard candy in twenty four different flavors. Three yeah. for a dollar. It makes and no they, sense they why sell, you're getting this. They sell like racks of CDs that are like the best of Patsy Cline. And it's just <laughs> all like, the I don't best know. of albums you fell asleep to on the infomercials in the 90s. Like that's who, what they still sell. Who is actually buying anything at a Cracker Barrel gift shop? My entire collection of Pat Boone albums have come from Cracker Barrel. So, uh. <laughs> uh, and they also uh, you can never go to a Cracker Barrel on a Wednesday because that is chicken pot pie day. It's only served once a week, everyone like congregates to their nearby Cracker Barrel. For the, <laughs> Who's, the who is everyone? People That's like chicken thing. pot pie that much? That's a thing. The, the chicken pot pie at oh. Cracker Barrel is a staple right, and well, it's one day a week. 
I don't know about you guys, but I'm off next Wednesday, so I'm ready. All right, I'm, I'm going to find I'm our gonna, nearest highway out of the city. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to score this round. Um, you both have hit restaurants that I despise, but also wish I went to more. So that's an odd combination. Uh, so, Mitch, I was only going to give you two points, but since you mm-hmm. went to the exact location where uh, the beloved Chris Farley went, you're going to you're going to get the full three. And then chicken fried chicken is something that's been ordered by friend of the show and uh, somebody who we spent a, a fun weekend with a couple years ago. International corn husking champion Frank Henenfent loves the chicken fried chicken. <laughs> so I'm going to be a conduit for my beloved Uncle Frank. I'm sure he would give Brian three points there. So we'll we'll start off with a perfect round there. Mitch, we're going to go back to you for your number four. Wow. My number four is a really, really nice um, item, and that is... Uh, Chili's Southwestern Egg Roll. Oh! <laughs> what? Do we have the same? I That's have it right. as part of a meal. Yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. Brian, Brian went with uh, something from Chili's, and he does yep. mention this exact item. Brian, in your own words and in your own time and in your own space, please, <laughs> what did you put your number four as? The Chili's Triple Dipper. This is the meal made of appetizers where I get the Big Mouth Bites, the Southwestern Egg Rolls, and the Honey Chipotle Chicken Crispers with bottomless strawberry lemonade. <laughs> that okay. is my Chili's order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, well, uh, We'll, we'll go back to Mitch. Mitch, it was your turn. You have the right of first refusal here. Please tell yep. us about your number four selection. My number four, I I, I always order, uh, you know, later. Um, I might actually get like two orders of them just because this is kind of like one of the few things I liked at Chili's. Because, you know, Chili's is all, it's made off site and brought on, you know, cut out of a plastic bag and reheated. You don't know that. Yeah. No, I do. No, I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, the I just... Again, what I love is a mashup of two different culinary worlds. You got <laughs> Southwest Tex-Mex. You got you got like Chinese food. You know, boom, slam together. <laughs> what do you got? You got black beans. You got corn. You got peppers, and you got delicious uh, creamy dipping sauce form. Uh, again, strawberry lemonade, pretty good. Um, I could probably do like half a cup of that if you mix it with some club soda. Throw some vodka in there. I could probably do that. Half but- a cup? I go through like six refills. How do you half a cup? It's very sweet. It, it's a little too sweet. Oh, that's right. You can't even finish a fucking Snickers. I forgot. <laughs> it's too much for me from your gallery store. Me, have a cup of lemonade. <laughs> Continue. I, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. I just, you know. I, so what a strange I insult. Like Snickers. Was so yeah, like you it. can't finish a Snickers or a lemonade? What kind of man are you? <laughs> That's never um, been in any any <laughs> archaic definition of masculinity I could remember. Actually, Brian, um, if 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 you want to know the truth, uh, what, between ages like seven and ten, my my dad would take my brother and I to Chili's, and if I didn't finish my strawberry lemonade, my dad would hold my head down in it. So you'd pour it on the table and hold my face down in it and make me finish it. So it's kind of like a triggering uh, thing for me, uh, <laughs> and you would smash my face in it. So thank you very much. Um, kind of why I don't do strawberry lemonade anymore. Fine, um, fine. But yeah, so these, these are great. Um, I One thing that I actually like at Chili's, uh, I like it hot. I like it um, room temp and, and even cold. I've, I've, I've made them cold on the way out to the car um, yeah. when I ordered. On the way out to the car. Hours. You're in the parking lot. You're you're yep. walking to the parking lot eating the Chili's what, food. This is it. Who, uh, in, wh- in, who in, broke in, up with you that day? Well, <laughs> 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 <No. laughs> I was in his college dad, when he shoved his face in the lemonade. <laughs> I was I was in college and I'd been I'd been out with friends and we drinking we stopped by Chili's after a movie. I was hungry and so I, I I got three orders and I didn't finish all three orders in the restaurant so I brought leftovers with me just you know full handheld you know walking walking snack out to the car. So um, you yeah. redeemed yourself with three orders of egg rolls. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> You've ruined your body with egg rolls. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> you now can have my respect. <laughs> All right. Well, you Brian, can eat Brian, a lot of hear. reheated pre-made food that's barely food and looks the same every single order, no matter what. You can't make any substitutions because it's already done before it's even ordered. Oh, you're a man. Woo. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, Brian, you, you've uh, 
you you up the ante with yours. You 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 listed not just this item, but a a trifecta of items. Yes, I did, and I I copied and pasted here the uh, the actual way southwestern egg rolls are described on the menu, and I love the first sentence. These aren't your ordinary egg rolls. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they are not. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> But what Mitch failed to mention was that they're served with this beautiful, beautifully sensuous avocado ranch that make the dish. I said it a nice creamy the, sauce. You, you didn't. It's avocado ranch. Oh, sorry. Avocado that ranch is a bad. Midwestern delicacy with a little Mexican spice or California, depending on where you get your avocados. <laughs> um, but this is the triple dipper. It's appetizers for dinner. All right. Now you have to like make sure you're getting the best ones. You gotta love the big mouth bites because they're just basically mini sliders. You get mm. these beautiful southwestern egg rolls we've already talked about, but then the honey chipotle chicken crispers. Now those come with like a little honey mustard sauce. So now you're getting just a bunch of things you're dipping in sauce, but they're kind of like finger foods, but it's fun. But here's the bird the burden that happens is when you are all sitting around the table and an argument ensues over what appetizers to order because if everyone decides to get like chicken crispers or big mouth bites now they're ruining your order because now you have to try and fit in your appetizers that don't double up what you're about to get for dinner so you need to force in the mozzarella sticks or the queso or have them get that for their appetizers so they're not getting (laughs) everything else that ruins your dinner so you really got to power this one through to make sure you're happy you you could have just described like the algorithm uh for you know like getting to space that's how much i understood what you just said but i think what you're saying <laughs> is <laughs> it's the algorithm saying, for blowing you to the moon <laughs> there we go yes i think what you're saying is, is is diversity in orders is is a good thing correct okay okay <laughs> All right, I'm, we got I've, we got time to fill here. I got air to fill. All right, yeah, right. speak. Also, 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 only a Midwesterner would say a Midwestern delicacy ranch with the spice of the Southwest and avocado, which yeah. is a creamy, creamy food. That's also that's as spicy of, as chilies gets, though. That's yeah, legitimately <laughs> what they're true. known. If, yeah, they're not known for their authentic spices. If the Southwestern egg rolls had pickled jalapenos in them. Those would blow me to the moon and keep me on the moon. I'd go to the moon, it'd blow me to Mars, and then blow me straight in the sun, and I'd burn up. They have jalapeno jack cheese. Is that close enough? Well, maybe pop that in the Southwestern egg rolls then. Oh, but you can't. I've had enough chilies. I've had enough chilies talk. I'm scoring this chilies, round. Brian, you've clearly baby done. Back ribs. <laughs> Barbecues. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my Enough. Baby back, baby back. <laughs> <laughs> no more chilies. And we're gonna get to we're gonna get to why because I have I'm gonna score the round and then I'm going to talk about a traumatic Chili's experience and give oh. one of you the point to earn extra three points and oh the so the Uber stare down it, it's going to Brian you've done more research apparently with your your vast knowledge of the Chili's menu uh, I've downed a lot more lemonades if you know so, what I mean I I do so so three points there but but uh, Mitch you get the first crack at the question here okay okay. Uh, so I was sitting at the bar at a Chili's yep. when I learned when I learned of the death of a beloved American actor. Who was that actor? Can can I ask what city you were in when this happened? Yes, I was in Bloomington, Illinois. Okay, um, I'm gonna say Alan Rickman. That's incorrect. I'm Damn sorry. It. I well. I said beloved American actor. Oh shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a second chance. Oh shit. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's incredible. Thank you so much for the second chance. My second chance, I will use it very wisely, and I will say instead, um it feels like only British actors are good and have been dying. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is a beloved American actor who you personally do admire. Hmm. I pers- I personally admire them. Well, I believe so. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> it was not Leslie Nielsen. Damn no. it, son of a bitch. Brian, it's over to you. Was he Canadian actually? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> well, the answer was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, uh, I do love him. Damn it, he is yeah. a hero of mine. 
So nobody's nobody's getting the points there for the, the Chili's question. And we'll move on to the number three round. Mitch, it's back to you. I just want to say he was in the greatest production of Death of a Salesman ever just before his death. Hands down, nothing will ever top it. Done. Okay. All right. Did uh, you see it? <laughs> I, I read a New York Times review about it, which is pretty, <laughs> yeah. it's like I was there. It's like right. I was there. Okay. Thank you, A.O. Scott. I don't know if no, – no, no, no. Someone else is that theater critic. Okay. Number three. Here we go. Uh, we're going to we're, we're going back into the into the corporate world of Cheesecake Factory, but we're going to a more upscale cousin, and this is at the Grand Lux Cafe. I'm I'm getting the Asian chicken or the Southwestern salad. Boom! You put a wow. salad on the list? Absolutely. <laughs> the, these these are the salads that are so decadent, so wonderful, so full of. Crunchy wonton stuff, uh, protein, um, creamy dressing. Wonton stuff. (laughs) Excuse me, crisp wonton, sorry. Rice noodles, you got lettuce, cabbage, edamame, cilantro, almonds, and a really, really sweet, delicious Asian dressing. Or if you go to the Southwestern thing, again, I love the mashup of two different culinary styles. You would never see these salads in an Asian restaurant or a Mexican restaurant, wouldn't happen. But here at the Grand Lux Cafe, they have the integrity and they have the courage to make these monstrosities. They pile them high. They, this salad makes you feel special when it arrives in front of you, ready to eat. Um, the Southwestern salad, of course, kind of similar to the to the egg roll. You know, you've got corn, you've got black beans, you've got tortilla strips, cilantro, uh, Brian's favorite spice, pepper jack cheese, spicy um, chicken breast. These salads are so filling. They're so delicious. And these are my favorite salads when I'm in that frame of mind. It's like uh, probably like a Friday. Um, and w- one of my old offices was right by the Grand Lux. Pop over on a Friday for lunch. Get one of these salads for lunch. It's heavy but not too heavy so you don't get that that, that, that slug uh, in, in the mid-afternoon. But you've got the protein. You've got all these delicious flavors. Um roiling through your body and then it sets you off in happy hour on Friday night and you're feeling fine and you've got you've got a bunch of room for some for what some does, quality what cocktails. what does a salad set you back? Uh I think these these are the grand salads. It's not their starter salads, it's not their sides. Grand salads are about sixteen dollars. I mean these, no. these these puppies are enormous. These puppies are enormous. And they're of course they're also like eighteen hundred calories. Like it's you know it's it's a giant beautiful salad. Lots of dressing I love a I love a wet salad. Do not under underdress my salad. That's another thing I will say. And Grand Lux Cafe never disappoints. Sixteen dollars for a salad. Oh, you got chicken. I don't know if there's any coming back from this. <laughs> oh come on! What are you talking about? You got crispy wonton things. You got I'm, you got I, napa I, okay, cabbage. Hey, okay, crispy yep. wonton boy! I got a question for you. Yeah. How is this a disastrous meal? How is this a disastrous meal for you? It sounds like it's a healthy upscale choice for you that makes you feel good about yourself afterwards how well, is it a disaster well n- no be, well, be, because if you don't eat it right the, the the pile of salad crumbles quickly but what but what i if you, oh, you eat a salad wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey sometimes you can sometimes you know sometimes salads you can eat very wrong you know you, you get a, a mexican chopped salad that comes in all, all the ingredients separated out you don't mix them together that's that's eating a salad wrong it's that spicy avocado Oof. But if but if, if you heard what I said, this sets me up for a disastrous night. So like I have, again, the the gumption and the space to to make some bad decisions uh, at the bar later. So I, I see. I, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. I also, just I in my philosophy is healthy. These are not healthy at all. These are like these are gluttonous salads. You know, if it's got lettuce, it's healthy. But if no, if you're going to be gluttonous, if you've once you enter one of these chain restaurants, you're already being gluttonous. Like, are you backpedaling? Like, well, maybe I like just go for it. You know, I you you've already wasted the night. <laughs> like, you're not going <laughs> to follow your diet. Like, just go for it. <laughs> No, but but some days I just have a hankering for that mandarin orange, the crispy wonton things, the spicy chicken, the cilantro. The wonton thing. These damn crispy things. The green onions all dancing together on one fork. It's a perfect bite. You get creamy. You get protein. You get crunchy. You get sweet. You get a little spicy. It is all there. These are great salads. They're an abomination of both types of cuisines. But somehow it works and it works beautifully. So 
I'm sorry, but these are incredible, and you're not going to sway me. Not going. It's not going to happen. That's fine. Well, well, luckily, I was the one who was supposed to be swayed today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, take Hold your on. shot at Hold swaying you the host. What? You know what? You know what? Let's be uh, objective here, because I know Nathan, you're not a big veggies guy, but but put that away for right now. Put that away. You know, maybe you're not a big crispy wontons things guy. Put that away for now, you know? This is a good dish. Here lies Nathan Hennepin. He wasn't a crispy wonton things guy. Oh, boy. Number three? Yes, Brian, please. Please. I'm winning this. Don't even try, Brian. Just just don't even say anything, because I'm, I'm winning this round. Don't even worry about it. That's fine. My chain for my number three began in the 19th century. Wow. This is a chain known as the Papas family. And I am talking about Papadou, the seafood restaurant. And there's only a few of these throughout the country, but they are technically a chain. There are a lot of them in Texas, some of them in the Southwest. Uh, The one out here is in Westmont, I believe. But at Papadou, they have the Papadou platter. All right, this is what comes on their seafood platter. Two fried catfish fillets, shrimp, oysters, stuffed shrimp, and stuffed crab with extra fried shrimp and extra crawfish. That is what it says. You get this, and then it's just extra. That is what is in the Papa Do platter. There is enough salt on this thing to refill a desalinated North Atlantic. It is so (laughs) salty and it's so much food and it's kind of forcing you to eat it because kind of what you mentioned in your number five, it's horrible the next day. It's seafood. You can't really reheat deep fried seafood. It doesn't work. But this thing is gargantuan. And I remember we saw it come out once. We went there because we got a gift card for the family. And my mom was like, they got deep fried alligator there. We got to try it. I was like, okay, fine. Let's do it. Cool. Tastes like chicken. Got it. Mm-hmm. Now, what's that giant platter this guy is carrying out to table nine? I want that. <laughs> Find that on the menu and get it. And it is a monstrosity. They give you like a trough of tartar sauce with the side of it. I think they give you like four full lemons to squeeze all over everything. <laughs> it's amazing. If this place only had bottomless strawberry lemonade, it'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the what that what you, you said there's some of these in texas is, why westmont i don't know westmont. why it's there i have no idea why it's there it's like Random right placing. off of like uh 83 just south of cermak in just south of oakbrook it is like kind of out in the burbs there but like there's one in phoenix there's one in albuquerque there's ton like in dallas it's like like one of those weird like Maggiano's types chains, but not as many locations. So it is such a strange place. Also, and it's Brian, huge. Brian, how do you stuff shrimp? Shrimp are so small. How do you stuff them with anything? You get like, well, how do you stuff an oyster? You, one slice you take it out and you put it back. <laughs> That's, well, no. You slice and you butterfly a shrimp and you put some breading and cheese and stuff in it and like a twice baked potato. If it's a big enough prawn, you can butterfly it open and stuff it with whatever you want, really. So they actually on the menu, they're just like you get you get this, you get you get item A, and then you also get extra item A. Like why like why don't you so just say there, you get are, an extra yeah, big portion say, of shrimp or So there are three platters in a row. There's the something, I can't remember what it is. Then there's the seafood seafood platter, and then there is the papadou platter. And the papadou platter just says seafood platter plus extra fried shrimp and crawfish. <laughs> that is the laziest thing I've ever heard in my life. What is this you get your, It's like a, like a prize pack. You get the prize above, but you also get these two things. What what what, what does this set you back? The 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 full the full extravaganza experience. I, I think this is this is over fifty bucks. This is quite. I should quite fucking hope so. If you're eating seafood, yeah. my god, you don't yeah, you don't want to eat the seafood if it's under fifty bucks and you get that much. It's no, probably it is great. a big big dish. But the catfish is delicious. The shrimp is good. Did you finish it? No, no. I okay. took it home and it was not good reheated. That's how I learned. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. The oh, stuffed god. crab was like a soft shell crab too, and I'm not a soft shell crab guy. I don't like oh, that. Sure texture it's really gross but like i love seafood but 
it was like it looks like the entire plate is just breaded. There's no variety in like, just hey, brown. these shrimp aren't deep. How about some grilled shrimp next to the deep fried catfish? Yeah. Or yeah, obviously the crawfish are being boiled. That's fine. You didn't have to deep fry those too. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. It's just a plate of brown. <laughs> it's Maybe plate some like but brown. butter yeah. poached lobster or, you know, I, 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 yeah. I did come across this place in my research and it, it was, I was curious about it. I've never been there, so I couldn't list it obviously. But I saw on their website their their tables are all like reinforced because the the tartar troughs like hook onto the side of the table. So yeah, it's, it's they're like a planter box. You can just kind of like it's a full planter box. It's about yeah. three gallons of tartar sauce, it's and you can actually just scoop incredible. it up by hand. Yeah, th- plop it on like an ice cream scoop and really eat trough. It. Any <laughs> yeah. any restaurant that that has you eat out of the same apparatus that a pig eats out of that is classy. We a should pig, go. There should be a, yeah, fish a, a, a pig eats out of or Cubs fans piss into at a ball game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this should be the place we celebrate our one year Obersinko anniversary. I mean, so you are, are you see this monstrosity? Are you trying to kill? me i have a shellfish allergy if i walked into this place <laughs> i would die within five minutes this i couldn't but, breathe but the air in the plate, parking lot it's worth it <laughs> you gotta see the plates i would be dead before i walked in the door and 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 do the classic rule of uber cinco playing to the host brian this sounds gross and it would murder me so you're getting one point and then i mean mitch 16 dollars salad just one point everybody's getting one point we're moving on <laughs> Mitch, you're number four. My number uh, two. Or actually. number two. Number two. Yes, my apologies. Yes. No problem. No problem. Um, my number two is is a classic American dish. Uh, it has it has put a, this certain business on the map and will keep them there forever. Orange chicken from Panda Express, created in the late '80s. Orange chicken is again another all these items abomination of the original cuisine. But damn it, on those days when you're feeling just like a little depressed and you're at work and you're staring at your computer screen and you don't want to do one more TPS report or you just got an email from someone up above who didn't read all the previous emails and just like had the exact same idea that the intern had. But guess what? They get to have the idea. Maybe it's a little cloudy out, a little bit of rain. You're going to Panda Express by yourself and you're not getting the pint. You're getting the quart of orange chicken. Noodles, rice, eh, no thank you. You're getting the noodles. Maybe a little, is it broccoli on the side too or something? And you're going to sit there and you're going to, and there's barely any chicken in there, right? I mean, it's mainly just breading and like mm-hmm. a little bit of like a, like a spice, 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 just a little bit of spice, but it's like a whisper. It's mainly just that delicious, uh, syrupy orange sauce. And it puts me in a certain mood. It puts me in a real funky mood because I, I feel great doing it and I feel bad doing it and I feel great again at the end. And then I feel awful afterwards. Uh, but uh, but guess what? It's it's so good when it comes off the line. And maybe you fake like you haven't had it before, so you have to sample it first. You know they they, they <laughs> the samples out. Gee, like, how unscrupulous! This? Huh? What is this? And they're like orange chicken. You're like orange orange chicken, not lemon chicken. Orange chicken. Wow. Let me yeah. Let me oh yeah, that's amazing. I'll give that a shot. And they're like, oh, do you want like a pint? That's what everyone gets. So like, no, I'll take a quart. Actually, do the half gallon. I'll do a half gallon orange chicken. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, and just- Can to- you order a gallon and they have to force a little orange chicken like a milk jug from the top? <laughs> one by one. <laughs> I just take out my, my, my side knife and just cut off the top of the jug and just- yeah. um, So Don't worry, I'll super glue it back together. Just fill her up. You guys have all been there. I I, I think actually we, we've been we've been at Panda Express together in the Woodfield Mall or whatever it is on Michigan Avenue. Um, that that mall uh, there, and I think you guys have seen me eat a lot of orange chicken. We probably ate a lot of orange chicken. Water together. Tower Place. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the one the one that's almost to the like just north of the river, next to Nordy's. Oh, I just call that the Nordy Rack Food Court. It's not called that, but it should be. And like it, it, it always makes me like um irascible or something you know like I'm, I'm i'm in like a weird mood after it too like you know if anyone steps to me i'll i'll give them the what for you know that kind of thing so orange chicken is dangerous but delicious <laughs> that's i think irascible mitch after orange chicken that's <laughs> you're like maybe after like a few long island iced teas yes but <laughs> orange mm. chicken <laughs> sorry i I drink the entire time while eating orange chicken. I am, I am chugging my ties with it. That's what, yeah. Um, I think, Mitch, you'd be surprised to see it, how many brick and mortar Panda Express locations there are now. 
in the suburbs. When Panda <laughs> Express expanded out of the food court, that changed the game for me. When I started seeing Panda's Express just pop up everywhere, I'm like, holy shit, this orange said, chicken revolution is everywhere. Yeah. You said brick and mortar. I thought for a second that originally they were just an online only thing. You just you order. <laughs> And then like an Amazon truck brings you your orange chicken and, and slides it through your door or like or like <laughs> just jams it in in the, the door, like the door handle and takes a picture of it and sends you and is like, hey, how was your delivery rated on a one to five stars? But just think about it. The TikTok generation doesn't know that Panda Express started in food courts. That's, that's something they will never know. Oh, that's so shocking. Oh, man. <laughs> I am just laying down infotainment. We need guys. to do a whole episode I, on that. Let's do a whole episode. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that TikTokers either. Which I guess. Show. Which I guess makes me part of the TikTok generation. Which means, in a way, I might still be cool. Mm. All right, Brian, you're number two. This is the carrot cake at Gibson's, oh. and the reason I say this is this is a three layer cake. This piece that they give you. Reasonably priced, I might add, at $16, is a quarter of a cake. (laughs) It is literally a quarter of a cake that could feed six people. That's how big it is. Someone's making cake all the goddamn time over there. Oh, they got to make so many cakes. Oh I have God. no idea. They have to. They must have a cake factory yeah. next to the Cheesecake Factory that ships these bad boys in. Because I'm talking like a good quarter piece of cake. And it is three layers high. So you're looking at probably about a foot high quarter of a, a freaking circle. A foot high? No about way. a foot high. Yeah. No freaking way. We'll say maybe nine inches. Maybe I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. At least nine inches tall cake. How do you? That's Brian not- Brian has a history of exaggerating things about I do. being nine or 12 inches tall. I got to I got to Like once you really step back and take a look at it. And you just kind of, me- I use it to measure the cake. Brian, And that's Brian. how I know it's accurate. Brian, Brian, put a playing card next to the piece of cake and take a photo and then share it with us. Okay, let's just. As, as soon as we are done recording, I am sharing a photo of okay. this piece of cake with you. Okay. Because it's not just the carrot cake. You can get the triple chocolate cake or the ice cream macadamia nut, whatever it is. Same size. Their cakes Jesus. are huge. You get this thing. Sometimes we go there, get like a really, really stiff drink order this dessert and share it with everybody and you're just pounding just stiff booze and wearing it down with just sweet treats. It's awesome. That actually sounds pretty nice. Okay, can, can you tell me more about this carrot cake? Because I recently made one and I consider myself a carrot cake aficionado a little bit. So tell me about the cake. Thick, thick cream cheese frosting that's not too sweet. Okay. Big, uh, probably maybe like a dried date or something in there. Okay. Big pieces of shredded carrots. Okay. Um, walnuts? Yeah, you're getting- or, or, or Walnuts. Nuts. Big, big chunks of walnut. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, yes. good, good. Okay. You would, I think you would even be impressed with the amount of extra ingredients that are visible when you cut into this piece of cake. Okay, excellent, excellent. That yes. makes me happy. That makes me happy. Yeah. Good, good, good. It is actually served with a steak knife because that's <laughs> how you need to serve it to everyone else at the table. <laughs> I, I, I like that. A, a piece of cake with a steak knife at a steakhouse that's kind of, it's like they're they're carrying the theme through. They've committed to something. I can respect that. Yeah, so, you just spent $40 on a six-ounce filet. You might as well be able to get a nice piece of cake for 16 bucks. <laughs> Sounds like they need a trowel with that slice. Just, you know, give them that, you know? All right, I'm, I'm scoring out round number two here. Uh, Mitch, uh, the Orange Chicken Panda Express, I feel like that is that is classic. I think that epitomizes the spirit of what we were going for on this episode perfectly. You're getting three points. Yep. Uh, Brian, I hope... That if I'm at a Gibson's, I've had my fill of actual steak without wanting to order a quarter of a cake for $16. So I'm only going to give you two points, as delicious as it sounds. And with that, we're going to move on to Mitch's number one. Yeah. Um, and in my classic one more comment as I go forward, if you order orange chicken during like an industrial <laughs> shopping trip, <laughs> it's going to ruin the trip. Don't do it. You have to go to the food court just to get the orange chicken. That's it. And maybe stink eye some people. OK. All right. So my number one. Here we go. Th- this restaurant doesn't technically go by this trademark name anymore for this dish, but it's still on the menu. I am going back to the classic. It hooked me. This is TGI Friday's. Jack Daniels sesame chicken strips. Oh, I almost put the chicken sandwich on my list, but they don't call it the Jack Daniels anymore. I just learned that. 
these are so delicious. They're sticky. Um, the, the Jack Daniels uh, sauce is amazing. They're, the, the, the strips, again, are like mostly breading. There's some chicken in there, but like the breading's, I think the breading's a lot better than, what, what was the other thing we were talking about that it was all breading? My fish. Oh, the fish, I guess. <laughs> that was. Um, I like the, obviously the sesames. You have some green onions on there. And I fell in love with this, this uh, dish because I would pop over to TGI Friday's during March Madness, early in my working career, mm. and it was this was a, again kind of like this was like a this is a saucy lunch. They're not too heavy, um, still of course caloric. You know, fifteen hundred calories and six strips, whatever. This is a working lunch. I'll, I'll, I'll say so. You're having a martini. You're having a mai tai. You're having a margarita. You're having a maybe a Jack Daniel's lemonade spritzer, maybe something like that. That sounds kind of good. Mm. Uh, and you're enjoying these chicken. God, strips. what was what was your office like? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guys, I'm basically a bartender, you know, so um, I actually come up with, with, with great cocktails off the top of my head. But I would love eating the strips. I would eat the strips, have a couple cocktails, watch some NCAA March Madness, and then go back to the office uh, feeling good. No one would notice, of course, because uh, I was very sly. Um, and, uh, <laughs> at least I think so. Um, you know, I, I, I would have to spell check my emails in the afternoon. But um, the... The crunch, because they they use different breading, I think it's kind of like a panko action kind of going on. It's it's a little crispier, a little crunchier, um, and I just they just found that exact right flavor with the sauce. Um, it hits all my all my sweet centers deliciously because it's mixed with obviously the, the savoriness of the chicken, and it's just just a perfect little dish, and um, and it it would work as a whole lunch for me, even though they're technically appetizers. That's my whole lunch right there, and I love it. So, uh, oh, and also I love they used to shred cabbage and put it on the plate with it as well. And I love mm. the, the cabbage you pick it up afterwards with the sauce. Very nice little palate mm. cleanser at the end. Nice. That's my number this one. Is, I think TGI Fridays is out of all the the chain restaurants that were kind of under the umbrella today. It's got to be the most classic one mm-hmm. where. I mean, I, I remember I went on a date when I was a senior in high school in little old Roseville, Illinois. We had to drive to Galesburg, which was 26 miles away. And I went to TGI Fridays with this girl. Mm-hmm. And without anybody's prior knowledge, at the table next to me was a double date of four of my best friends who all happened to be dating. And then, and then that was to my right. And then to my left was my basketball coach and the girl I'd never seen before. And it was like, that was, that was our, that was our idea of a fun night out in the big city of Galesburg, population 35,000, biggest industry, a maximum security prison. And it was, I remember, I remember I had the barbecue burger, um, and Good I choice. think I think I think six of the eight of us involved <laughs> had the barbecue burger that night. Uh, yeah. So that's my TGI Friday's memory. Brian, over to you with your number one. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a couple more things. This obviously Friday's <laughs> inspired office space. You know, tchotchkes, flingers, uh, pieces of flare. And waiting. Don't forget waiting. Waiting. Yes. There, there you go. Also, <clears throat> it's in it's in my favorite movie ever. Brian Flanagan, Tom Cruise, cocktail when he meets his mentor. That is a TGI fucking Fridays. So um, he should have known better not to take financial and career advice from somebody well, he met at a TGI Friday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, but Coglin's law, you know, um, it, when when the toes get a tapping, uh, that's when the drinks start a flowing and the tips come a bopping or something, whatever it is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for me. I need to watch that movie again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> All right, my Brian, number one. Brian, take us home, please. I can't wait to take us home because my number one is the reason why I wanted to do this episode to begin with. Wow. This is my number one because it tastes the best and it makes me feel the worst after. There's so much happiness in it, and then the aftermath is terrible. This is an American classic that takes me to Italy. This is the Olive Garden tour of Italy. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Yep. I love their menu says that they have three OG classics, which stands for Olive Garden, all on one plate. <laughs> Chicken parm, lasagna classico, and our signature fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> all three on one plate. Now, 
The amount of time spent on the toilet after this meal is horrendous <laughs> because it is carb, carb, mm-hmm. and carb Breading. doused in cream and meat and tomato sauce <laughs> with a cutlet that's been deep fried. Mm. More carbs. You take all of this and it just blocks up like a piece of glue inside of you. That's what, that's what you're eating. And now, and it's not even just this meal that makes it horrendous. It's all the damn, my, I ate my weight in salad and breadsticks before this meal came. So that, now and then that's I where got they these, get you. That's, that's where, where they get you. That's where they but get you. Yeah. I still wanted that damn tour of Italy and they bring it out and I clean that plate. All right. CPC, baby. Clean plate cub. That thing was so, like, I could have licked that thing. I had no extras and all the breadsticks I ate. It was a masterful performance, if I do say so myself. Have you and ever this actually- happened a month and a half ago in Seattle when it was the only restaurant that was open when we landed. So we went to Olive Garden and I had the tour of Italy after the worst flight of my life. And I felt good for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> that is... That, that, all right. I, I have some thoughts on both of these. Yep. And I got to say I'm very impressed. Because... <laughs> wow, thank these you. Cha- these, these chain restaurants, they mean something to all of us, you I think. That? As yes. Americans. Our yes. duty as American citizens is to consume. Proud. And mm-hmm. Mitch... Spend, spend, spend. Y- you tickled my fancy there with the, the the lunch break NCAA tournament at one of these. Cha- that is where you go for the the chain. Nobody nobody mentioned it, but the classic NCAA basketball tournament is the Buffalo Wild Wings. But there's not one on Michigan Avenue. So TGI Fridays, your next best bet. Mm-hmm. And then Brian, the the Olive Garden. I mean, people. It is a secret shame of mine that I don't get a chance to say out loud, but you have made me feel safe to say that I fucking love Olive Garden. I don't care who knows God. it. I just like I like eating at Olive Garden. I don't care. Yes. I know it's a complete knockoff. I love it. I, you hit, both of you hit the nail on the head for the number one. Everybody's getting three points. And that means, as of now, remember, there's one more bonus round to go. As of now, Mitch has 10, Brian has 12. But who can answer the pivotal bonus question? And Mitch, you're going to get the first chance at this. So you can win the game right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can win the game right now. I'm focused. I'm focused. I I love pressure pressure situations. And I was in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, where University of Illinois is located, at a chain restaurant watching University of Illinois play. I was very annoying to everybody because there was one TV that was in view of me that was like three seconds ahead of the rest of the TVs in the entire restaurant. So oh. I was reacting. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then, you know, and then two seconds later, everybody else would see D Brown's three pointer go in or, you know, whatever. That everybody never happens me. at TGI Fridays because they have they have the great cable and all the TVs are synced. Keep going. Well, well, this <laughs> is the, you. You only reinforce my point is the fact is this is a chain restaurant and that night i ate i believe it was a bacon cheeseburger and i got horrendous food poisoning (laughs) and it was awful and i couldn't go to the parties i was scheduled to go to Mm -hmm. what was that chain restaurant we have not mentioned it in this show applebee's incorrect oh damn it (laughs) wait hold on Penalty kick, freaking sudden death. Here we go. Yeah, we'll go back. We go back and forth. I don't care, Brian. I'm going to go with Portillo's. Incorrect. Back to you, Mitch. Damn it. Okay. Okay. You you, you said a bacon cheeseburger. Is that correct? I believe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Red Robin. Incorrect. Uh, Brian. Sonic Drive-In. No. Shit. Fuddruckers. Incorrect. Damn it. Okay. Hardee's. Nope. This is a sit-down chain, right? Not a fast food? It's a sit-down chain in the Applebee's TGI Fridays family. I'm going to say Texas Roadhouse. Incorrect. Damn it. Time to flex the chain restaurant knowledge, Brian. (laughs) What else do we have? We've burned through them all. I'm hoping it's out of business because I never ate there again. (laughs) Smart. Smart. Quite smart. I have no idea. What else? What are we we missing? I've got some more here. Ready to roll here? Go for it. I'm going to Outback. My- oh, no, no. Damn it. Longhorn. <laughs> no. Buffalo Wild Wings? No. Okay. What else would serve a burger? A cheeseburger 
that's in Champaign, Illinois. Seems like it's maybe cool enough for people to actually go there and wouldn't go to like a local spot too at the same time. You're, you're assuming that me and my family and friends are cool. Okay, maybe you okay. should <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dial that back a little bit. Hmm, hmm. I know. Um, it's um. Oh God, it's not Shake Shack. It's um. Oh, it's it's the one Fat Burger. No, oh God, it's not Fat Burger. No, oh. it's not Meatheads. <laughs> no, Maggiano's. No. I don't think P.F. Chang serves burgers. (laughs) Yard House. Cheddars. No. 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 Oh, my God. This uh, this is a disaster. uh, Dan Blankley's uh, Burger Hut. Red Lobster. (laughs) No. (laughs) Did they take you to a Red Lobster? Are you guys guys ready to admit defeat? (laughs) What is it? What is it? Yeah. Golden Corral. (laughs) The answer is. Old Christian Buffet. Nope. Oh, dang it. It was Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday! Nobody goes to Ruby Tuesdays. No wonder. Oh, my God. I I love Ruby Tuesday. What? Oh, it's a pilot. Ruby Tuesday is the the fire inside the dumpster outside of a Chili's. That's what a Ruby Tuesday (laughs) is. It was the the first and only time oh. I went to a Ruby Tuesday. Well, well, Brian, Brian, you won twelve to ten, and also do we, do I do I? I feel like I've gained ten pounds during this episode. Uh, we interrupt this Uber Cinco with a no hit Sherlock seventh inning stretch. I lost my shirt. Sherlock's came out swinging with an in-the-park home run from Zach to kick off a short-lived lead against TTF. An acronym so childish, we'll say it. This team What a roster of douche nozzles. <laughs> Instead of watching from our pandemic-safe feeds in our fully stocked bunkers, I actually attended this week's game. And with dust in my hair and tears in my eyes, I watched as the Sherlock's fell to TTF in a 6-1 defeat. Retired MLB ump turned suburban park district shill after what we assume was a messy divorce and severe alimony burden made bad call after bad call swing them all for TTF. God damn it. Coach Sean cracked his clipboard over his knee as he went to bat for his team. Fists flew and the hero Sherlock landed four jabs and an uppercut before he was ejected from the game. The rest of the team carried him to the ambulance as they sung for he's a jolly good fellow. Stay tuned for next week's recap where the Sherlock's compete in the anti-penultimate game of the season. Now back to the show. So we're going to go on to my fast five, the top five secretaries of all time. Number five, Boutros Boutros Ghali, sixth secretary general (laughs) of the United Nations. I know nothing of Boutros Boutros Ghali's career or achievements, but I wasn't going to deprive myself of the opportunity to say Boutros, Boutros Gali. <laughs> Boutros, Boutros Gali. Fun fact, his first name is Boutros and his surname is Boutros Gali. Typhonated. <laughs> That's true. Oh, wow. Yeah. Number four is Money Penny, M secretary from the James Bond movies. In the original Bond films, Money Penny was played by Lois Maxwell, the matronly yet flirtatious gatekeeper of the office of MI6. Was the innuendo lace teasing between her and 007 truly unrequited attraction, or was she just a playfully sarcastic foil that could keep Bond on his toes? In the Daniel Craig era, she has been reimagined to be a former field agent played by, oh yeah, Naomi Harris. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'm getting the vapors. Uh, <laughs> so she's she's a field agent, a badass field agent who somehow gets, air quotes, promoted to answering the phone and sending outgoing mail. That's how we treat women in the service. Yeah, that's just the forward-thinking feminism the Bond franchise has been known for. Number three, the rotating secretaries of Murphy Brown. The long-running joke throughout the classic 90s sitcom was that the title character couldn't keep his secretary employed. A new one showed up every week. The characters Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld and Carol Kester from the Bob Newhart show each made crossover appearances as candidates. Other favorites to spend an episode in the hot seat were John F. Kennedy Jr., Paul Rubens, Sally Field, and Bette Midler. Not exactly lightweights. Pretty nice. good stuff for a running joke. Number two, 
is Mrs. Kim Long, Roosevelt High School's secretary my senior year. <laughs> Mrs. Long had been one of our PE teachers for one year in junior high, and then senior year, she was running the show in the office of the high school. She helped students play pranks on each other, helped play pranks on the administration and other teachers. She looked the other way if I ducked out at lunchtime uh, or just left school early in the middle of the day whenever. Uh, <laughs> she was our biggest fan at sporting events and any extracurricular activities. This is all true. There's no joke here. We just all really love Mrs. Long. And number one secretary of all time is, of course, Secretariat. Boom. The big red horse. I knew that was the coming. The big God red horse, horse. The $6 million syndicate. Oh, the Jesus. 1973 triple crown winner. He still holds the record time in each race. The greatest race horde who ever lived. <laughs> Straight up facts. And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Joining me from UBK Towers in Berwyn, Illinois has been Brian Ernst. And from the Southport Corridor in Chicago, Mitch Brinkman. And I'm Nathan Hennenfent. And as Bizbear always says, make sure to write your closing joke. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> <it>. <laughs>You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah!